Greetings and salutations, sports fans. It's your girl, J-Ray the Fanatic, and... Jimmy B. How's everything in L.A.? Everything's good. It's just cold. It's real cold out here. Okay. Like, I know it's not the same cold as snow, but it's just cold. Ah, okay. Okay. Um, so we're going to start real yes. quick. We had some breaking news, um, some interesting news. Um, for those of you who yeah. remember him... Um, Jonathan Martin, he used to play for the Miami Dolphins. He had an issue with um, Richie Incognito, where he said that he was being essentially bullied by this man. And since then, I'm trying to pull up the actual post on Facebook, but he posted something on Facebook, um, which is, number one, dumb, because it's in light of, you know, the recent school shooting in Florida, but basically kind of threatening to... Lose his damn mind. Timmy, did you see the post? Uh, yeah, I seen the post on uh, Instagram. Um, well, it wasn't, it, it wasn't, I didn't see it on Instagram. I just saw somebody posted like a, a picture of it from Instagram. Mm. And um, it was a school out here in uh, California, Harbor West, Harbor West Lake. Uh, he, he posted uh, Richie Incognito's name, his Instagram name, and a few more Instagram names uh, yeah. from players that used to bully him back in the day. And some of, you know, some of his high school uh you know, students that he was uh, with. We used to bully him back in uh, high school. And he said, when you're a when you're a victim of being bullied and a coward, all that's left is suicide or revenge. I'm like, man, you you tripping. You're right. Tripping. Like, so you're he's basically calling himself a coward then or. Right. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Like, OK, so he knows that he doesn't stand up for himself. Like he knows that he's a punk. Like that's what I'm thinking. That his post actually is at it's at Mike Pouncey sixty eight incognito, which is um, Richie Incognito, um, T J Taylor, and at James Dunleavy. So, hmm. and then on the actual gun, it's a shotgun, and then on that, it's hashtag Harvard Westlake and hashtag uh, Miami Dolphins. So, um, bruh, yeah. bruh, <laughs> man. He needs some help, man. I'm glad that the police apprehended him and they detained him. And but, but they did recently. Um, no, just currently they did release him um, from the police department. So I just hope that he gets the help that he needs because that's that's just that's just bad. That's that's a bad look. Yeah, I mean, and that's you know, just you sad. You don't like that, and you doing that, that's right? Not, nah. You should have been doing. You should have been did something by now. Not and not that we're condoning anything, but you know, as as an adult, I mean, at some point, you just gotta be like, I mean, you well, don't yeah, even go to yeah. school there anymore. You're not playing for that team anymore. You should be focusing on your. If these right. people did bully you, then hey, you're in the middle of this Me Too movement. You know what I mean? Go out and say, right. granted, it's not right. sexual harassment, but now is the perfect time to be like, this isn't okay because it really didn't do much with the incognito situation. He kind of got a slap on the wrist. I think everyone kind of acknowledged that incognito right. was crazy, so that's why you just kind of swept it under the rug but i also don't think that the nfl is the culture for us to really understand bullying because if you can't take some heavy hitters and some people being kind of low-key mean to you you in the wrong sport so i don't think i don't think we (laughs) even as fans responded to that well but at the end of the day you still have to look Mm -hmm. out for your best interest and if you are still suffering from this mentally then it's on you to seek help and I'm guessing posting a gun, a shotgun on your Instagram, maybe is a cry for Man. help. Maybe that's a cry for it's help. It's a cry for help. Maybe. 
it's got to be some attention type of thing he's looking mm-hmm. for because I don't I didn't see anything else you know uh, that was attached to it but attention because of these school shootings that that's been happening lately right so, so you know so he he's like, like empathizing the right time mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. right so he's probably like you know I know I know what you're going through I can you know I. I I feel you, all these guys that are doing these shootings, you know, he wants to say that. Okay, me too. Right, exactly. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Like, now is a good time to get into that whole me too situation. Um, but speaking right. of me too, Mark Cuban um, and the Dallas mm. Mavericks are in some yeah. some mess right now. and Some deep doo-doo. Some deep doo-doo. Some deep doo-doo. <laughs> and, I, you know, I, I really okay. like Mark Cuban, so this is, a, this is a difficult one for me. But let's just give you some background on it real quick. The Sports Illustrated article came out and said that it basically it is a setting where women from 1998 until present day have been mm-hmm. objectified in some way by people in authority. Um the Sports Illustrated article is a really good article. I suggest you read it. But it is kind of unnerving because, you know, Mark Cuban, in his original statement, he says that he, when it came to um, Terdima Ursary, he said that he was unaware of any real, you know, complaints made against him at, you know, while he was, mm-hmm. he was, he was with the organization mm-hmm. from um, 1998 to 2015, and he was completely unaware. Um, that's hard to believe. That is very, very. Yeah, how can you not? How, how can you not be aware of that? Like, yeah, somebody had to say something to you by then. Yeah, and and the thing is, is like, um, Terdima is a is is really one of those guys that you really want him to succeed. You know, he's from Watts. He got out of that situation and then ended up being right. the first African American that was commissioner of the CBA. You know, he's got a law degree. He went to Princeton and Harvard. Like he is mm-hmm. on paper is like, hey, little boys, yeah. little girls, you can grow up no matter what your situation and be like him as well. Mm-hmm. So I do understand the willingness to want to cover this up to a certain extent. But here's where they messed up. A year after he got the position, um, it's actually 1997, not 1998. But a year after he got the position, these okay. sexual harassment claims started coming up. And instead of addressing them immediately, they hired this HR person who basically sat in a cubicle right side of outside of Terdiem's office, basically to keep his tongue in check. He would say things to women like, oh, I bet you're going to get gangbanged this weekend. Um, he would trap women in elevators. The the It's a long mm-hmm. list of things that this man did to women. And here's why here's why this bothers me. <laughs> I am not a big fan of the Me Too movement. And it's not because I don't think that women should come out. Obviously I'm a woman. I think mm-hmm. that women should definitely come come out. But this right. what happened with the Dallas Mavericks is exponentially worse than everything these Hollywood starlets are talking about. And the reason I say that is because these women in Hollywood now, whether it's be- whether it was because you wanted that next role or you wanted that fame or somebody told you if you wanted to advance your career, you kind of paid your price. You kind of said, I'm going to hold my tongue for 20 years yeah. and then I'm going to say something. So it, right. it, it, at, at the end of the day, your price was I'm going to allow this to happen so I can get X, Y and Z. Right. Again, while I'm not. I'm trying. I'm not trying to take away from what they went through. I'm just saying everything comes at a price. These women did not do that. These women did right. not say, "Oh, let me keep quiet so I don't get 
get fired or so I can keep my job or so I can advance in my career. They they took the right steps. They followed the protocol. They went to human resources. They did everything they could do within their their power to seek help. And they didn't get it. That is Mm. exponentially worse than anything we've heard so far in the Me Too movement. When I heard that, that's almost like, you know, it's it's like a slap in their face. It's like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get you this position. Mm-hmm. Say whatever we want to say to you, or you know, like treat you this way. And then when it all comes down to it, we're gonna we're gonna just act like you know nothing's happening. It's right. like, nah, that's that's not the way that it should happen. You know, as soon as somebody says something, they have to take every incident seriously. Mm-hmm. And for Mark Cuban, and for Mark Cuban, just to like you know, turn a blind eye and a deaf ear on it and just, you know, kind of like, you know, put it to the back of the of the list of priorities. It's like, you know, that shows you right there that this organization and Mark Cuban it was was kind of like saving face just for the fact that his his organization was was under the microscope. Just keep the story going and investigation going. OK, so hold, then they're going to find out or they're going to ask, OK, so how come he didn't you know, go forward with it, you know, like who didn't say this right. or who didn't say that, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's keeping their mouth, their mouth closed at the right time. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not you, a good look. It's not a good look at all. And <laughs> then you move on to, you know, Earl Sneed, which was the, you know, staff writer for them. And now here, here's where I really get a little kind of on the fence. I, I'm not mad at Earl Sneed not being fired after his first domestic violence incident. And not not because I'm condoning domestic violence, but because if you on your job, if you get in a domestic violence situation and you have enough sick time or enough vacation time that you can go to courts and you can handle that and not not be effective on your job, then nine times out of 10, your 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 job probably won't even know about it. You know what I mean? So I'm not mad at them not taking action after that first offense with with one exception. Anything that you do outside of work, if, if, if it affects your ability to perform at work, kind of does put you in jeopardy to get fired. And when you can't even Definitely. travel with the team to Toronto because you've got a felony or, you know what I mean? Then it's like, hmm. right? okay, so <laughs> now, now you got to address this. And then the fact that you guys didn't, mm-hmm. I can see, okay, well, okay, well, how many... How many games do we play in Toronto? Again, I can see an exception right. being made for that where I lost it again was now he gets into a relationship within the organization and she's mm-hmm. abused by him. And then she mm. has to quit because n- mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> all right. Right. <laughs> right. All all because you didn't say anything. you didn't say anything. And these again, <laughs> these aren't women that are going to hold their tongue and 20 years later try to ride a wave of social justice. These are women who are saying something when the incident is happening and they are just Happen. left out in the wind with right. with with no protection. And that that it is goes through one ear, not the other. Yeah. With these, with, with these uh, you know, with these executives and with these, you know, guys that have that are in that are in higher uh, positions. They just they hear you, but they don't listen to you. That's the the most number one thing that happens. They always hear what you have to say. Of course, you have the platform to speak. Right. But there's no action going to be taken because of the simple fact that they still need you in there somewhere to help them. So I had this thought the other day and, you know, because in 2014, Donald Sterling had made very racist remarks about 
black people. And as a result, he lost the Clippers. And I think the NBA sent a message that the NFL has still yet to send in that we stand behind our players and this kind of behavior will not be tolerated. And I had a thought and I said, you know, well, maybe Mark Cuban should receive the same punishment. And then I said, no, that's a little bit extreme. But then, yeah, but okay. But when I said that, when I said that to myself and I said, maybe that's a little bit extreme. Why though? There's no real monetary fine you can give a man who's worth $3.7 billion that's going to make up for this. Right. I mean, unless you make him go back and give all these women like retroactive pay, um, plus pay pay a fine, plus do, you know, something else. Right, Um, right. But I think that more than anything, my immediate reaction of, oh, no, that's too extreme, just kind of speaks to how little we, even myself personally, value the plights of women sometimes. And I think that that's kind of sad because I think we should be like, no, if racist remarks are not okay, if racist remarks warrant you losing your team, you covering up this sexist and misogynistic attitude towards women is not okay. And it should receive the same penalty. So somehow, even, even knowing that I'm making allowances for uh, Mark Cuban that I would never make for Donald Sterling, I still feel mm-hmm. him losing his team would be a little extreme. But what penalty do you think he should receive? Because this has um, gone on since 1997. The the punishment I think Cuban should get is is just it's just a heavy fine, and then and then the, the a lawsuit is coming. You know that, right? From from these women, and you know that there a lawsuit's coming. But I think Mark Cuban should face a big fine, and and some draft and some draft picks got to go. Like that's okay. that's been happening for that's been happening for for way too long for for the Mavericks to have you know for have to have all these things and then who knows maybe that championship was was something the reason why they you know something like you know who knows you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like that that's that's something that uh that should be you know looked into but he should get fined it should be a heavy fine and lose a draft pick or two well on top of everything else that's going on with mark cuban he also was just fined six hundred thousand dollars for saying that he felt that the the maverick should to tank, to tank, tank yeah. the rest of the season because they See, you got to the... keep your mouth shut now. Right now, now right. you got to keep your mouth closed. Right. You can't just say anything. Magic Johnson got uh, fined for tampering, talking about Greek freak. And then you got Mark Cuban on going on to these uh, podcasts saying that he that he thinks the team should tank, or he gave them advice to do that. Like you can't just be saying stuff willy nilly. Even if you do it, you know what I mean. Even if you whispering like, <laughs> right. "Hey man, just start missing baskets," you know what I mean. Like yeah, even if you right. whisper that, to, you know, but you you can't go live in, in public and say what's wrong with you. <laughs> What's yeah, wrong? Yeah. And even you know for surveillance, you can't get away with nothing. Nothing. And the and the podcast was hilarious because he said, I'm probably mm-hmm. gonna get in trouble for this. Okay. Right. If right. your if your sentence you starts that, like that, <laughs> right. then just, you gonna get in trouble. Just don't finish it. Don't Man, finish it. Because look, as soon as as soon as he see as soon as he said that, you had Adam Silver writing up the uh notice right there, like, okay, yeah, he's about to get fined. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> He wrote the notice up right there and sent it to him. Yeah. Like, I don't even yeah. know what he's going to get fined for. But he said, I think I'm going to get in trouble. Let me just start this paperwork. <laughs> That's yeah. <how> that <laughs> Let me just start yeah. this up. <laughs> Man. All right. Let's move on to some cowboy news real quick. Because, you know, first and foremost, yeah. I want to talk about 
Now, Timmy B had told us this was going to happen, and I just thought that somebody Mm -hmm. somewhere was going to come to their senses and exercise some sort of common sense, some sort of championship mentality, but that did not happen. Mm -hmm. And now the guy who couldn't even win the starting job is the quarterback coach. Kellen Moore is the quarterback coach in Dallas. I don't understand this. Like I, uh, That's like the last place. It's... Look, it's it's a whole lot of coaching changes that they made. Okay, you know they. I don't even think they made like actual like coaching changes. They mm-hmm. just made they just made staff changes like yeah, personnel. Okay, they, around, they yeah. brought in uh yeah they brought in Chris Richard from the Seattle Seahawks. He's he's gonna be coaching the DBs and um doing you know the secondary DB work, which is cool. We can make a young Legion of Boom over there. You know right, if right. Earl Thomas can come, but that's another story. Right. But um, you got uh, you got a wide receiver, the new wide receiver coach. You have a new quarterback coach. You have a new um, offensive line coach. You know, you're bringing bringing some personnel in, but the number one people or person that's supposed to be gone is Linehan. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm, Cowboys mm-hmm. Nation knows Linehan's got to go. So mm-hmm. we're stuck with we're stuck with Linehan, stuck with Marinelli. Not really say stuck with Marinelli because Marinelli did pretty good for the defense. Yeah, he did. But, we stuck with Jason oh, yeah. Garrett, so, though. We are stuck right. with Still Jason stuck. Yeah. Garrett. We stuck with Jason Garrett and Linehan. Those yes. two, you are right about that. That is straight so, up stuck. You no, know, yeah. With now, the situation that's going on with Dez, mm-hmm. you know that's that that's yet to be determined. So we'll see. I want to know how you feel about uh, you know the options that he had. So the Des Bryant situation. He only has one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do what they tell right. you. But um, he was on uh, 105.3 The Fan, and they asked him right. how he feels about you know taking a pay cut. And he says, with everything I got, I think I deserve it. it means he deserves the money. So okay. I went back and I had to look. Now, I was a huge, in 2010... When we got mm-hmm. Des, I was all about this. Ah, okay, okay, yeah. You like you like your chocolate. Do love my chocolate, <laughs> Lord, I love all it. Right. Um, when it comes in human form, I'm not. I don't have much of a sweet tooth, but when okay. it comes in human form, okay. I do love my chocolate. Um, but all you know, right. then as you and you know, when he got into trouble, and then you know, I'm I'm very much that that person who loves to see people go from bad to that huge success story. So, um, I was very pro right. Team Des, but let, we just got to be honest about this des has had what 2013 2014 were his best seasons those were his best season yeah yeah that those were um i would i would say that 13 and 3 season that we had when we had zeke was was like his second or third best season but that but that okay that that's so you're talking about 2015 right yeah, that's yeah, not that, right. Cause in two, in, no, because in 2015, he had 31 receptions for only 401 receiving yards. That was put him as the 121st person as far as receptions and receiving yards in the league. And oh, yeah, I would just say, OK, but that was okay, our go that ahead. was our good okay. season. 2013, he had 93 receptions, um, 1233 yards and 13 touchdowns that put him 13th in the league. 2014, 88 receptions, 1320 in receiving yards, and 16 touchdowns. That put him eighth. But but since then, he's been on a on a decline. That was that year. Yeah, that was that year we had the Marco Murray. I remember that year when he Murray got the rushing title. Yep. So, but that's Uh, but that's it. That's now now there's no real conversations after that. Now he gets that big contract in 2015, um, where when he signed for 75 million at that five year extension. But okay. But when he gets that contract, that the, and, mm-hmm. so that was the catch, right? 
But, was that when he made the catch and they called it incomplete? In Green Bay for, against Green Bay, yes. So that's yeah, that was twenty fifteen. Yeah, so that's the year he gets the big contract. Okay. Now that's not his best receiving year, but you you can okay. you can count that one off as a fluke because you know we had the good two thousand thirteen two thousand fourteen, but then you get to two thousand sixteen, right. and and we're not doing much better. And then now you get to two thousand seventeen, and we've got sixty nine receptions for eight hundred and thirty eight yards. He's not in my opinion, warranting, for one, a contract extension at this point. But number two, yes, Des, you need to, yeah, exactly. you need to renegotiate, you need to take a pay cut. Because the yeah, reason, restructure the contract, you do. And, and the reason why you do yeah. is because you need to go ahead and go on to ESPN.com and baby, look at the stats and look at all the people yeah. ahead of you and then think about what you would get on the open market if you decided to test it out. I don't mm-hmm. think you're worth what you think yeah. you're worth. And we've all seen that you're still struggling on running the right route. I don't know how long you're going to struggle with that, but I'm going to need yeah, you to get that together. Yeah. <laughs> that's one thing that, you know, Dez, Dez has a, uh, I tendency. would say Dez has very, very stubborn tendencies when it comes to, uh, you know, people criticizing his game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very stubborn and uh, he he knows what he can do. But you have, he, Dez got to really sit back and look at it. Like we're we're a run first team, mm-hmm. okay, and we see you seen that with we seen that with Zeke, you seen mm-hmm. that with Demarco mm-hmm. Murray, and 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 Dak. I mean, I'm not Dak. Dez just has to face it that Romo's not there anymore. You know, what I'm saying he have a whole different other quarterback mm-hmm. in Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Now it's it's gonna take time for them to get chemistry. You know, it's not gonna happen overnight. Now Dak said, I mean, Dez said that. You know, him and Dez are, uh, him and Dak are cool. Right. Everybody, everybody's good. Everything's fine with them. They got chemistry. It's just going to have to work out, you know, you know, uh, over, over this course of time. But you didn't had three seasons with this dude. Mm-hmm. And every season that you had, this seems like you've gotten, you know, you've digressed. Exactly. The first year we had, first year we had, uh, well, and I, I can't say three years. It's only a sec- Dak's second year. But his first year with with Dak uh, was good because there's no film on him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Dak was just throwing the ball out there. Dad was getting it. Second mm-hmm. year, we don't have we don't have Zeke, and you see Dak struggles, and you see that Dez is struggling too because now they have to get on the same page of passing. Now they got to mm-hmm. get on the same page of running routes, mm-hmm. which which had to which had to be worked out over the course of time. But Dez but Dak is improving though. That. That's the thing. Dak is improving. Yeah, he and, is. And so his numbers are improving. And, you know, in, in 2016, his, he, was, he completed, what, 67% of his passes. This year he completed 62%. But had Dez not dropped, like, how, how many passes? Two of them. You know, 12. No, it was 12. Yeah. It was most of his passes that, that, that threw to him downfield mm-hmm. that Dez couldn't handle. And that was another thing, too. Not only did Dez's numbers drop, Beasley's numbers dropped, Whitney's numbers dropped. And I think I believe it was because of the course of not running the ball efficiently like we were doing. You know, absolutely. Because your options so, you are know, limited when you when everybody knows you go into either it's either going to Witten, Beasley or Dez. You yeah, know, that's easy right, to defend against. Right. So I, I, I can make allowances for that. But my thing is this. Mm-hmm. I, and I have to wonder if Dez is truly a coachable player, because 
we had to take this is how I became a Tony Romo fan. You know, I wasn't Des Bryant is the reason why I'm a Tony Romo fan. I wasn't a Tony Romo yeah, fan. Yeah. But when yeah. we got Des, then I kind of realized, okay, number one, Tony's back there literally fighting for his life. That's number one. And number two, right, Des right. is not a let me try harder to get open. Des is like, all right, I'm a run here and I'm a run there. I I'm 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 guarded. I'm not gonna make no extra see, moves, no extra efforts. A- and then look, and that's where Dez Dez got to think about that too. Like you said, like he he runs one route, and if you don't get him the ball, he's upset. It's yep. like, bro, you didn't get no separation or anything. It's like you you think I'm just supposed to force the ball to you, and you about to just struggle and then, you know try to get your brute strength and go get it. Like nah, you have to get separation. Mm-hmm. You have to see you have to see the quarterback look at you, and if you're open, he's gonna throw you the rock. Exactly. That's just how it goes. Like that's Dez's problem too. You are right about that. He has to get his routes down. and has to he has to fight for the for getting uh, to the open spot mm-hmm. just more than one time. As soon as that first window is taken away, he's done. Dez stops the route. He's done. I have literally seen him go <laughs> oh, yeah. from full sprint. I'm turning. I'm looking. I don't have the ball now. Let me go into uh-huh. this like lazy ass jog. I hate that. Yeah. It irks yeah. me to my core, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. is why I yeah. wonder if he's coachable. Because if I was his coach and I saw yeah. him doing that, he'd be getting snatched by the helmet every time he came off the field. Like, I'm going to embarrass you. Yeah. I'm going to keep embarrassing you until you give and me she, extra effort this whole time. Right, right. And Romo was doing that. He was. Romo did the same thing he that was. Dez was pulling him to the mm-hmm. – like, you were, you were number one receiver. Act like it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Get your head in the game. Stop mm-hmm. stop having jogging these damn routes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's something – that was maybe was missing on that sideline. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably was missing on the sideline. You know what I mean? And for for Dez to to have that type of outburst like he does, I mean, you know, that has you always have to take into consideration of what the coaching staff is doing. You do. Dez may be Dez may be seeing something that the that the coaching staff or the wide receivers coaches are like, okay, why the hell did you make me run that route? Right. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe it was something, you know, like our route's too simple. Like, okay, they jumped on this route. Now you're going to have me do the, a, another route that's that's just as easy mm-hmm. to defend. You know well, what I'm saying? I definitely it's like, think our routes are, look at our whole playbook is way too simple because I feel like yeah. I could sit in my living room and with my telephone in my hand and call the plays oh, down man. to the field. You know what I mean? Jackie, because do you know how many do you know how many times we didn't call plays out when we was watching the <laughs> game? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I shouldn't be able to do oh, that. Like that's ridiculous. Right. You know, I should be right. going, Oh, that was you know, but that never happens. Right. I and if I know exactly what you guys are gonna do in a certain situation. This they job. Right. This they job to know. Like right. come on. Right. So oh, I definitely man. think that and I'm I'm concerned because you know, now that I've I've kind of given up my boycott and I'm not going to buy new merchandise. So I don't know how I'm going to, this yeah, is going to work. Know. Yeah. Yeah. That, that merch is not going to get bought until I see like some sort of change. Yeah. So yeah. you got to get to the NFC championship game for us me to get new gear. I'm sorry. At, like, at you least know, we, that. You got to get over the hump. Yeah. You got to get over the hump. But yeah, for Dez, man, Dez, man, take a take pay, the cut, pay cut, bro, man. or just retire, man. Yeah. I don't I, want to see you in another, another jersey, man. So here's what would piss that's me not, off, though. Here, here's what would piss me off about Dez. I, and I can guarantee you this will happen. If Dez goes to another team, this little prima donna attitude of like, I'm going to get out here and do this half-ass jog, and y'all just going to deal mm-hmm. with it because I, I think I'm the best, it's not going to fly. Somebody going to bench mm-hmm. him. Somebody going to get in his ear. Somebody's going to make him work hard. And then all of a sudden, Dez Bryant right. is going to be the best receiver we've ever seen and that happens every time a player leaves the cowboys 
time. Every time every they go someplace time, else and they are much better. It, you see it every mm, time. Mm, and mm. that's the same thing I was trying to tell people. I let people know that from, from jump. I said, every player that leaves the star just miraculously has this mm-hmm. like 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 superb career or superb uh season after that. Mm-hmm. And this and I honestly believe it's because of how our staff, you know, guides the players. Like, I agree. They I can, agree. I don't think the I don't think the staff can reach the players as well as these other coaches can reach the players on other teams because you see all types of chemistry and all types of bondage or bonding with these other, you know, teams and these other players. It's like when it comes to Dallas, you got people just looking around, moping like around. Like everybody for themselves. Off, off, off. Everybody's about where's yeah. my numbers at? When, when am I going to get the rock? Like it's all, it's every man right. for themselves in Dallas. And until, right. look, it, it, it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't. <laughs> it shouldn't. All right, Tim, are we running mm. a little long? Cause that's what happens when we get to talking about our Cowboys, but yeah, tell everybody yeah. where they can find you. All right. Find me at Instagram, at uh, Twitter. It's Timmy B and find me on Facebook, Timothy Barnes Jr. Y'all send me a shout out. Holla at me comments anything you want i will respond back y'all yes and you can follow me on all things social media at jray the fanatic or follow me on my website jraythefanatic.com we will see you back here next week and uh half a day seeing a bye we didn't say yes. that earlier half a day half a day. day half a day all right enjoy your week we'll see you next week y'all